0: gentlemen, Josh Coker here, a.k.a. Josh Miss Prime, you know what it is, and in this podcast we're going to talk about how to format a nonfiction book, even if you've never written anything ever before in your life, and the reason why this is important is because in any kind of commercial setting there's gonna be an industry standard that everybody follows that makes it easier for the customer to use the product and um, publishing is no different so like for example in cars cars have an industry standard where you have you know a door a steering wheel you have to have a certain type of brakes in brakes Maybe you know air conditioning, wind uh, electric windows, all of these things kind of come standard and they're expected by the customer, and the same thing holds true with publishing. There's a certain format that most books follow, and those are the ones that um, it just makes it it's one less barrier for a customer to have to go through when it's formatted properly so. One other thing of note about this, vi- about this particular podcast is that it was originally filmed as a YouTube video, so there may be points during the conversation where I say, look at the screen or check out this thing on the screen or whatever. Um, those are only available on the YouTube video, which you can find at my YouTube channel, which is same name, Polymathics you can look it up by polymathics or by Josh Coker and it'll come up but um, most of this information you're going to be able to follow without the YouTube so if you're if you're driving if you're walking around and you don't want to have YouTube on I still think that this video is going to be very helpful to you and have a ton of information that you can follow without the visual aids and then uh, lastly I'll bring this up again during the outro but just so you know I have created a cheat sheet and also a template that can be accessed through Story Ninjas under the free section, free tools section, where you can take all the stuff that I've discussed in this video and you can just download the template and it's already kind of there and you just start plugging away putting your information in there. So there you go. And then one last note, we're also working on guided journals That will be coming out probably in the next month or two that will help aspiring authors, business owners, entrepreneurs who want to write their book, nonfiction book, but don't know how. It'll guide them through the process and walk through many of these steps so that then you can come up with the content that you're going to put in these templates that we're talking about. Alright, so that's it. And without further ado, here is the episode. Enjoy.
1: And what I want to do is I want to explain to you who this is for and kind of what template we're going off of. But essentially, I think this video is best suited for entrepreneurs or small business owners who either you have a unique idea or process or you want to share your products and services in the form of a book so that you can share them with your clients and customers and let them know what kind of services and products that you that you provide and I feel like this is the best format to do this in and just so you know this is this template that I'm about to go over and and the formatting that we're about to discuss. It comes from a a variety of sources, but I would say that the the template that I really try to follow most times for these process type books, or I'm sorry, not non-process type books. These are creative non-fictions. So this is, this is a book where you're going to discuss unique items or steps, and then you're going to provide either research or anecdotes with it. Um, in a book like that, the I would say the archetype book that I really latched onto and, and tried to focus on is this book right here. It's called The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. He's a national bestseller. He's written several other books, including The Art of Seduction, um, The Strategies of War, and a book on mastery, in addition to co-authoring a book with 50 Cent called The 50th Law. So this is, um, this is information that has allowed him, this formatting approach that we're about to discuss has allowed him to uh, write several national bestsellers. And in addition to that, it helped me, I used the same format to write my first book, I don't know if you can see the title here about face this was a military transition book that i wrote for military members transitioning from the from the service into the civilian sector and then i also used this same approach to write uh one of my one of my best books that sells the most uh mythological storytelling okay and in this book i talk all about the stages of the hero's journey and um, how it applies to the modern monomyth. anyways so that's the approach that we're going to take that's what we're looking at and now we'll go back into the screen share this is actually going to be a fairly quick video but again for anybody who is an entrepreneur or a small business owner and you're like you know i have a really good idea i know how to talk to my to my audience. I know, I know what they need. I know what they're looking for, but I have no idea how to format this book. Hopefully this will give you an idea of how it works. Um, That way, that way you you don't have to worry that the thing that I've found with most of our clients is that it's, it's not their ability to execute. It's the thing that gets them locked up is, They feel like they're in a whole other realm when they're trying to write a book and they lack the confidence that they need. So so right here, what I'm trying to do is take this format, this approach to writing a nonfiction book and give it to you so that you can just get get it done. And that way you can share your, your special gifts and abilities, your story, your products, whatever it might be with your customers, with the world. So here we go. We're gonna go back in the screen share now give me one second. All right. We got the infinity screen and now here we go. All right. So this is just a cheat sheet. I know normally I do slides. You guys might be familiar with that. if You've watched any of my other videos. I was so excited about this that uh, I couldn't even wait to make the slides. I just wanted to get right into it. So here we go. The first thing that you're going to want to do, and this is particularly for anybody who plans on um, publishing through an, the Amazon platform or any kind of um, online platform, you're going to want to have your title and subtitle, and of course, I'll even put down here too, like um, the the author's name and the editors. Okay, then after that, you're gonna wanna have your copyright page. Now, if you're going through a publisher and you're not gonna do it yourself, then they'll take care of that. Here at Store Ninjas, that's what we do. But just in case, like you're starting from scratch, there you go. Um, Next, you're gonna wanna leave a space for a table of contents, okay? You, You don't have to make the table of contents yet, but just leave a page for the table of contents and, any of the, any of the items that follow this and actually any, any of the items really, except for the title and subtitle, you're going to want to go here, or if you're in word, you're going to want to go into a similar place. Uh, and you're going to want to label them as a heading, either one, two or three or whatever. And what that's going to do is when you get into the table of contents and and your book is fully fleshed out, you'll be able to just automatically insert the table of contents. Um, Next, if you have a preface, I'm gonna put that here. Preface. Dedication or any acknowledgments that you want to put that normally would come after the table of contents. And oh, here we go. Dedication and acknowledgement, acknowledgements, and then I have the preface. So um dedication, you're usually thanking anybody who helped you get the work off the ground or or get the book written. But then um, in the preface, you wanna really address why you wrote the book. What was your reasoning behind it? It doesn't have to be very long. And to be honest, not every reader reads the preface. I would also say that in this area, um, you may even want to allude to, if you have a website or, or uh, any kind of social media, you, you might want to identify it here And I I have this down here as well in the introduction, but the reason why I'm saying that in both of these areas is because on Amazon and a lot of the online platforms where you can publish your books, they usually allow readers to read the first few pages. It's it's normally a percentage, like it might be the first three or 5% of the book. That's the first few pages of the book. Sometimes it's the first few, like first chapter or so of the book. And by doing so, if you put your website or or maybe a link to your products or something like that, um, even if the reader does not purchase your book, they may still go check out your website or they might check out uh, your products. So, again, you could do that somewhere in the preface or the dedication if you feel like you can word it appropriately. But if not, I highly recommend you do this in the introduction. In the introduction, you're going to simply introduce yourself, explain any credentials that you might have. Maybe um, you're the you're the person who created uh, a new um, process, and or you have uh, patented a a type of uh, design. Whatever the case may be, this is where you put it. Maybe you're a, you're a doctor. Maybe you're a lawyer. Um, I have clients that are both. Maybe you are a professor at a college or something, okay? So any of those things, you want to put those down, especially if they're credentials that relate to the topic that you're writing on, okay? Um, And then again, like I said, so you want to identify any of your websites and products just in case the reader or the customer don't, they may not go beyond that point, but they may still be interested in what you've got. So, um, and if you wanna look it up, there are several articles out there that discuss the habits of online readers. And one of, the, one of the habits is that most readers will purchase a book and only read the first few pages. So that's why if you're using your book as a lead, mag- as a lead magnet for your business, then I would highly recommend that you have some link or call to action almost even in the very beginning, in case they don't get to the middle or end of the book where you have, where, where traditionally that information has, has been. Um, so once you've done that, then you can go ahead and introduce the main concept of the book. And um, by doing this, the first thing you wanna do, this is the most important thing actually, is you wanna address the major problem that the book is gonna fix. Most books written by entrepreneurs, by small businesses, you're gearing it for a target audience and you're usually gearing it in order to help them fix a problem or fulfill a need, okay? Right here, this is where you have to address it. In the beginning of this video, I said that the video was mainly gonna be for entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I said, this is for people who, you have a great idea or you have a great product, but you don't know how to write the book, how to format the book. That's the problem. Well, this video I hope is the solution to get you on your way so you can start executing and, and it's no longer a problem. So this is, this is the biggest piece because if you cannot identify the problem that you're fixing, then how are people gonna know why they need to buy the book? And, um, and that's why right if they know the problem and they know that this book is the solution then that is why it's important and then you can start listing off what you'll get out of the book um, for example uh, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of marketing type of formulas that you can use in this section and I'm not going to go into it too much but it's it's sort of I'll show you on here it's it's like how to get X without y or how to achieve x in less than uh and then you can put a number days okay so and this is just that's just two formulas that are used in marketing but they're they're very good to catch readers attention and they also they're they're very good for um pardon me i just got a text so i had to check it out um they're also very good to kind of formulate what you are when you're drafting the book like what are the things that your readers and your customers are going to get out of the book that's very important if you don't know what you're giving them then um then why should they buy you know and you want it here in the beginning where you're addressing the main problem so that they know what to expect out of the book so for example, um, in, in this uh, you might wanna write a book like how to, uh, how to write a book without having to type it all. And believe it or not, there is a way to do that and I've addressed it in some other videos. Um, you could also say like how to get six pack abs in less than two weeks, right? That would be the second example. And then even in this, the title of this video, i've used a a type of formula in a sense it's uh i think i said like how to write a creative nonfiction book even if you have no experience at all or even if you've never written anything at all okay so again you can list a couple maybe five to ten key points that you're going to address or that the reader will get out of the book this is very important Because in in the beginning of the book, you're not only selling yourself and your credentials, but you're also selling the book in the sense like uh, they have to know that they they need it. And the best way is that if the book is um, fulfilling a need or a want, or even better, a want that is perceived as a need. Okay. And then from there, once you've done this, then you're going to list three. Well, OK, then you're going to list all the main points that you're going to touch on in the book. OK, this is to just get the reader's mind prepared for how much uh, content is in the book. Most most creative nonfiction's. That revolve that that like an entrepreneur or a small business owner would use to, to discuss their products or their procedures or or whatever. It's normally going to revolve around like three tips, five hacks, ten major uh, steps. Three, five, and ten are the big ones. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the book that we that we're kind of um, taking a lot of this this format from is actually the 48 laws of power so in that book there were 48 laws that Robert Greene wrote and in his other books um it wasn't necessarily 48 but it was still a larger number than 10. okay if you have a specific number like that that's perfectly fine totally cool no problem but I'm just saying for most books in this niche um what I've seen in my research is three five or ten that's usually it however many main points you have you're going to want to sort of list them here and if I'm not mistaken I'm yeah so what Robert Greene does is he actually because he has so many he lists all of the laws in the table of contents puts the page number and then puts like the summary for each of those um, in the contents if you have a book that is that big, that might be the way to go. And in a sense, it's very similar to, um, to listing out all the things that the reader's going to get out of the book because they can get excited about some things. Um, if not, though, if you only have three, five or 10, you could just list them out, or you could even say, Hey, we're, we're going to discuss 10 main tricks to speed up your writing or to 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 publish a book in a week something like that right if that's what you say you don't you don't necessarily have to address all 10 in in your uh in this point but you might want to say the 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 top three like um you know first we're going to discuss how to outline your book and we'll go through those steps and then next we'll discuss how to write the first draft of your book and then lastly we'll go through the editing and and Publishing process. I'm just making things up on the fly here, but I'm hoping through these examples that you're you're understanding what I'm talking about. And then the last thing that you're going to want before you get into the meat and potatoes of your book is the transition. Okay, um, these aren't always necessary, but they're pretty good. It kind of allows the reader to say to 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 kind of say, okay, now we're going from the introduction into the actual chapter one. Okay, And the transition can be as as simple as now that we've discussed what this book is going to be about. Let's jump right into chapter one where we're going to talk about main point one. And that's all you have to say. That's the transition. Okay, Then when you go into chapter one of your book, you're going to want to title it chapter one. And then you're going to want to. What I would do is put the main point. Okay, so and actually I apologize, guys. Let me ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and like make this bigger. I didn't realize like for you. Okay, so here we go. A little bit easier to see now. So chapter one, main point one. And say the the first main point is um, how to outline your book in less than 24 hours. Okay. Then in the in the in the bluff, which for anybody who isn't familiar with that. Lingo, it stands for the bottom line up front. Um you you could put like um in this chapter you're gonna learn how to to outline the entirety of your book in less than 24 hours. And that's all you have to put. Or you could put a famous quote that's regarding uh the main point. And I can't think of a famous quote that that uh, goes with the previous example of writing, of outlining your book within a day. But for example, if you were writing a book on mastery, then a quote that just came to my mind was a book, uh, a quote by Leonardo da Vinci, who said that um, the greatest mastery that one could achieve is the mastery of oneself. Now that's paraphrased, but that's essentially the quote that he had. That would go great if the first main point of your book was, um, you know, achieving self um, self uh, self awareness. Right. That that would be a great quote to go there if that was your first main point. Again, just all hypotheticals here, trying to get the juices flowing so that whatever your ideas are, you can start writing them down. Um, then after that, whether you put a bot, whether you whether you put the bluff or a famous quote, or maybe you do both, that's fine. Then you want to highlight the importance of the main point. You can do this either through research, through data, or an anecdote. So if it was research or data, you could say like, um, according to the National Statistics Center for Statistics and Redundancy, um, five out of ten people like to read books five out of 10 times. I don't know, right? But th- you, you could start off with something powerful like that that is being backed by scientific data or research, college research, something like that. Um, or sometimes you can start off with an anecdote. Um, and Tim, anybody who's familiar with Tim Ferriss, He has also written several bestsellers, including The 4-Hour Workweek, The 4-Hour Body, The 4-Hour Chef, and uh, he just recently released Tools of Titans. And in most of them, especially the first three, he really, he goes into personal anecdotes about uh, something he was doing in his life that then led him to whatever the main point is, okay? So you can take either approach, but. Usually this is something that's going to catch the person's attention. And then you want to give your personal opinion or your thoughts on the main point. Okay. Um, this is, again, it's almost like a bottom line. It's like, um, if, if you think that, uh, say you're writing a book on lifting weights and I say this because one of my favorite things is to power lift and and you are totally opposed to doing cardio, then you might say, according to the American Society of Health Societies, situations, associations, uh, research shows that people who do cardio, it's bad for them, right? And then after you say that, maybe you give a personal anecdote, then you tell your, your just bottom line, main thoughts on it is, you know, I don't think that, cardio is good for people who do powerlifting, or maybe maybe you take the opposite approach and you say, I think that cardio only enhances uh, the major lifts that you do in powerlifting. Whatever the case may be, you wanna put that there, and then you wanna transition into how the main point fixes the main problem that you, you talked about, that you presented in the beginning of the book, okay? And then from there, you want to give either examples or compelling evidence that, um, that backs up your claim about why you you feel the way that you feel and, and why this is the right step or the right approach to, to solving the problem, okay? And again, you can you can use research, you can use anecdotes, you can tell a story, which is the great thing about creative nonfiction, is because in creative nonfiction you're you're being somewhat of a storyteller, and you're you're merging the creativeness of fiction with nonfiction. And again, you could you could even use famous quotes in there as well. In the Forty Eight Laws of Power, Robert Greene uses several historical examples of people like Julius Caesar. He uses Napoleon Bonaparte, um, all kinds of different examples of people who who uh, were high in high positions of power in order to demonstrate the law of power. So you could take that approach, or you could do like Tim Ferriss does in his books, and you could use a personal anecdote. You know, Tim Ferriss will talk about like the, I forget the specific details, but This time where he went uh, traveling abroad in Asia and for a whole day he ate like, I don't know, some insane amount of food. It was like, I don't know, six, 10,000 calories and he's a small guy and yet the next day he didn't gain any weight. As a matter of fact, I believe he lost weight and that was because he was using this protocol in order to lose the weight. So again, these are just examples for whatever your book is about you'll have to think about what are the most compelling examples and stories that you can tell to fit in there and then lastly you'll want to put an interpretation which is again it's it's just another way to say the bottom line you know um in in um oh another thing before i get to the interpretation i put in here you want to show examples of what to do and examples of what not to do Sometimes it's better to show what not to do, because that's where people get caught up the most. And so, um, and so, for example, in the Forty Eight Laws of Power, Robert Greene, he'll have, he'll have um, a transgression of the law section, which normally will pinpoint someone in history who was in power and screwed up. And a lot of times in his books. Those people were in, they ended up being like burned at the stake or imprisoned. Right. But it's an example of what not to do. Whereas, um, you may have examples of what to do as well, which are, you know, the, they exemplify the, the proper approach to whatever situation you're going through. Um, let's see and then the inter interpretation again it's after you've given some examples and the person should have an idea of how this actually works you just want to explain it in layman terms again it's it's kind of restating things but in a very basic like very basic understanding now that the person has been given all the background information and then lastly this is optional but most books do this they give either action items tips or hacks These are things that the person can apply today or, or within the week to help them solve their problem. These are actionable items. That's the, that's the biggest thing, things that they can apply in their life right away. We're going out of the realm of background and history and explanation. And we're going into the realm of application and action. And these usually when you have action items, especially if they can, or if they're easily actionable and if they can be implemented quickly and to effect, those are the kind of books that, that normally add the most value to your customers and your readers. And the more value you can add to them, the more they're going to want to come back, not only read your books, but buy your products, check out your, your other services. So, um, this is a really key point here is you want to give some thought to what action items you would recommend them doing uh let's see here and then again during those action items you can also remind the reader of any website products or services that you've created which might help them accomplish the action items okay So this also, this is very helpful if you have already created, like, say, a spreadsheet or a template that you have on your website. You could say um, maybe the first step in, again, I'm just making stuff up here off the fly in creating a workout program is to, uh, you know, set up a day by day spreadsheet of what workout you're going to do. And instead of them having to start from scratch, you could say, by the way, you can come to my site where I have a pre-created template that all you have to do is plug in the, you know, your name and the days that you work out and it will generate the workout program for you. Again, just just a, a, an idea. You could do the same thing in just about any field that you work in if it applies you know, to the process that you're creating, to the services that you have. And then lastly, what you wanna do, you wanna end or almost end basically with reversal. The reversal is sometimes your tips and tricks, there may be some situations where there's a caveat or where they might not work the way that some people say. For example, um, you, you might have a program an exercise program that works great for 90% of people, but it's not good for people who have heart problems, who are pregnant, who have diabetes, something like that. That's where you would want to put it. And then you would list the instances. Uh, you know, I wouldn't do more than than three. I would try to keep it down to two. And it should be the the two most likely instances that the reversal is applicable. And if there is no reversal, then don't put it in there. Then you wanna finish up by just giving a quick summary of the main point. You don't have to go back into the examples, but it's just, you know, saying, uh, you know, again, the the first step to uh, getting in shape is having a plan. It could be as simple as that, right? And then you may wanna end with a related quote that's optional. Ending a chapter on quotes that are memorable and by, uh, Famous people or historical figures is usually a, a good way to let the point stick in their mind. But I'm going to put here optional, okay? And then you're going to add another transition, if applicable. You don't have to have a transition, but a transition might be uh, something as simple as, okay, we just spoke about how to create your plan. Now let's talk about the how to, you know, what equipment to buy if you're going to start a workout plan or something like that. Right. Or, or maybe if it, if it's about writing, you could say, we just spoke about how to outline your book. Now in the next chapter, we're going to talk about how to, how to write the first draft. Okay. And then that gets the reader ready for chapter two from here. I'm not going to go through this because essentially it's, it's the same thing that we just went through. Chapter two is going to be formatted the same way chapter one was formatted. And chapter three is going to be formatted. And you're just, all you're going to do from here on out is you're going to follow those same steps that we did in chapter one. And you're going to do it for each of the main points in your story or in, I'm sorry, in your book until you finish. Whether you have three steps, five steps, 10 steps, 48 laws of power, whatever the case may be. Whenever you're done, then you're done. And the benefit of having each chapter follow this type of template is that the reader will become accustomed to it and they'll know what to expect. It makes it very simple for them because they can't anticipate what's coming next. And then from there, once you've finished all of your main points, Then you're going to go into uh, again. I said right here, continue chapters as needed. So if you got 10 chapters, do if you got 10 main points, do 10 chapters. But then after that, you're going to go into the conclusion. Once you get to the com- conclusion, you should offer no new information after this point. Okay, this is it. Once you're in the conclusion point or uh, part section, there's no new tricks or or action items or concepts that are introduced this is where you're just going to quickly kind of recap everything that's been discussed in a, on a very high level and then you're going to say goodbye okay and by in order to do that you're going to restate essentially the problem and then the main points that you gave you're not going to go into detail you just and and again if you have say um a multitude of main points, like in the 48 Laws of Power where where there's 48 of them, you don't have to touch on each one. You You could touch on some of the major concepts that each of the points discussed. And then you want to finish that up with what I call the clincher. And that is what are the one or two things that the reader really cares about in real life that will cause them to take action today? If it's someone who wants to write a book because they know it's going to help their business, then you want to pull at that heartstring and say, "Hey, if you apply these steps that I gave you in the book, then they're going to help you with your business." If it's someone who's trying to, um, you know, learn tips on on dating because they they want to be in a serious relationship, you you would you would say, "If you really are serious about." having a relationship that lasts, then you need to take action on the steps in these books. Okay? And then you can give a call to action. And in the call to action, this should be tabbed here, you're going to, again, remind the reader of any websites, products, services that you've created which might help the reader accomplish these steps and come and get rid of the problem or so- solve the problem and those could come in again if you're an entrepreneur or a small business those could come in products services go to your website sign up for um you know updates via email on any new information that's coming out in your specific field it could be coaching or some sort of webinar or seminar that's coming up. Whatever the case may be, it's going to be specific for you, but you can address these here in the call to action. And then lastly, if you made any references or you want to leave a reference page where the reader can go to find additional materials on, for so for example, in my book about face, which was written for, military members who are transitioning, I left a reference section that had all kinds of government links uh, to like benefits and career advice and things like that, that was outside of the scope of my book, but I still felt was beneficial for the reader. Uh, And again, in addition to that, you can, if you got a site, use citations or something from Research that you looked at, that's a place you could put it. Um, Then you want to put about the author. This is another section that you can not only give your credentials, but you can also indicate any places that you would like the reader to find you. It could be your blog. It could be your website. It could be any of the social media platforms. Um, If you have a physical location of your business, that's another place that you can do. And then the publisher usually will go after that. They'll, they'll have their little spiel. That's what we do here at Story Ninjas. We'll usually put something that uh, asks the reader to review the book and um, check out any other products and services that we have. And then, um, yeah, and I've got that right here. So put that right. There we go. All right, so that is pretty much it. Hopefully, this has been helpful. Like I said, uh, usually I do PowerPoint slides, but i was just so excited about this, and I really think this is going to help people. I wanted to get the information out because I know I'm going to be busy. I'm working with uh, several clients on different projects. So um, the one other thing I want to show everyone before we go is the Story Ninja's website where I will be I will have this posted this. uh, If if you guys want to have this, this cheat sheet, if anybody wants this, just go ahead, go to story ninjas. And for right now, all you have to do is scroll down here to the subscription box and fill out this information and in it, you can either fill it out here or you can fill it out right here at the bottom. It's on every one of our pages you can go ahead and just say, Hey, Josh, can you go ahead and give me the nonfiction format outline cheat sheet? And we'll go ahead and send that to you right away. Uh, eventually what I want to do the next step with this, and I'll, I'll create an update video is I'm going to make this a template so that you can literally, you'll have a section for title and subtitle for the copyright for the table of contents and it'll have all of this stuff page by page in a template that you can just download and start plugging away. So let me go ahead and I'm gonna stop my screen share here. Go back to me, hopefully, or at least here, here I am, here I am. So I hope this has been helpful and at least now you have an idea of how you can format your book the way that other best sellers have formatted their book and also the way that we here at story ninjas format our books and um just by following those few steps it's going to help you uh not only get get the book out sooner but it's also going to help your readers read the book and it's going to stick to essentially a commercial format because So that, you know, it's a it's adhering to industry standards. We'll just leave it at that.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully that was helpful. And for those of you who have never written a book before, have no idea how to format, hopefully this has given you insight and the tools that you need in order to come up with your own uh, idea for your book as to how you're gonna format it and what the sections will be and things like that. As I said in the beginning, during the introduction section of this podcast, if you want more materials on this, um, there's a couple places you can go. If you wanna see the visual aids, if you go onto YouTube, onto my channel Polymathics, you can look up—you can look it up either by Polymathics or by Josh Coker—and if you look under the same title, "How to Write a Nonfiction Book," even if you've never written one before, you're going to find this video, and you'll be able to walk through and see all the sections. Additionally, if you go onto our website, www.story-ninjas.com, you'll find a section there that says "Free Tools." And if you go in there, we're going to have two main downloads. One will be a cheat sheet where it's basically an outline of your book. It's just a a one or two pager that at a quick glance, you'll be able to say, okay, these are the sections I need to work on for my story. And then the second one is a template where you can literally download the Word file and then take your content for the stuff you want to discuss in your book and you just start copy pasting it and plugging it in to those sections and at the end you're going to have a rough draft which will probably be I want to I mean I'm just guesstimating it. it's been a while since I looked at the template but probably around 40 plus pages if not more um, without really having to have done any major work that can then be taken and given to a ghost writer or an editor or you can work on a second draft but then you're gonna be really cooking with gas and be on your way to getting that story, to getting that book written. And then lastly, like I said before, um, Story Ninjas were working on guided journals to help you come up with the content that you would put in the book. And so be on the lookout for that. There will be announcements probably in the next month or so where essentially we'll be selling these journals that will walk you through certain questions about the idea that you have about the book that you want to write and then it'll guide you through the process of coming up with the content so that then when you go to these templates if you didn't have an idea of what you were going to say now you're going to just be able to plug that in and um... you know in a very short period of time maybe even as short as a week or two weeks you could have the rough draft of your book ready to go for, like I said before, a ghostwriter, an editor, or for your second round of it of, of a draft yourself. So uh, again, hopefully that was helpful. If you need, uh, or if you like this video, this podcast, go ahead and give it a like. Please give us a rating on iTunes or what whatever platform you're watching the podcast from. If you... Want to find out what's going on with Story Ninjas? You can check out most of, most of our stuff. Um, we, keep, we give updates sometimes daily on Instagram, so at Story Ninjas. And you can find me at Joshmas Prime. And um, uh, again, our website is www.story-that's very important-ninjas.com. But until the next episode, keep writing the good right, and I will catch you later.